This is a very serious podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Splanknicks. I'm your host, Clara T. Walker. I'm an independent author, and I am on page 300 of my second novel. Almost done. Mm. And I'm joined by, as always, by my co-host, my daughter, Hannah Kubiak. Hannah is a theater professional and an author mm-hmm. and an artist. Hello. We Today, Hannah and I are going to be talking about an aspect of psychology and personality that could, it could be life-changing if you're not familiar with this, uh, with this phenomenon that we're going to mm-hmm. be discussing. So stay tuned. Welcome to Splanknicks, the Society for the Preservation of Literature, the Arts, Numinosity, Culture, Humor, <laughs> Nerdiness, Inspiration, Creativity, and Storytelling. All right, welcome back, everybody. Where, Hannah, we have not done input-output for quite a while. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We had a uh, input last night that we experienced simultaneously because we were oh, watching right. a movie together. Right. And dun-na, the movie was... Airplane! It was Jaws. We were watching Jaws. It was uh, good. I haven't seen that movie since I was, like, maybe... I don't know, since high school. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. I, uh... The reason I, wa- I wanted to watch it again is because I had heard a interesting analysis and uh, character development, story development, um, little mini tutorial about how to design a character that basically writes his own plot, his or mm-hmm. her own plot. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you think of, as you're designing your character, this is for, for storytellers, uh, um, Think of your character's primary um, flaw or weakness or neurosis or some sort of huge rut or mistaken belief that this that this person has. Mm. Um, and I, I didn't think of this yesterday when we were talking about it, but um, one of the examples that this person came up with was he was talking about a person, a public figure, who in the opinion of people associated uh, with this person described her like this. She comes into a room and she thinks she's the only adult in it. Uh-huh. So she has, you can just imagine how a person like that would behave. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, actually. Right. And so, and so the, the, the idea behind Jaws and the reason this movie Jaws was pointed out as a really good example of this by this particular person, uh, I guess I'm not sure why I'm acting like it's a state secret who this who this person is um the <laughs> the person's name is will store w-i-l-l mm-hmm. s-t-o-r-r mm-hmm. he has a series of youtube videos about character development using this method that he's that, that yeah. i'm just brought, describing briefly here about figuring out what the character's flaw is and so and he, and he points out jaws is a really really good example of this because he says all right what is martin brody's Flaw. That's the character played by Roy Scheider, the mm-hmm. Schneider. Is it Scheider or Schneider? Roy Scheider. I don't know. Anyway, he's the main character in Jaws. Yeah. His flaw. It's uh. It's it's uh, his myopia, right? <laughs> that he has to wear glasses. Yeah. No, no, that's not it. It's no. not a tragic flaw. To his tragic have flaw. Poor eyesight. No, his flaw. 
is that he's afraid of the water. Yep. So what do you do with a character who's afraid of the water? You obviously you make throw him, him in the water. You throw him in the water. <laughs> you make him the police chief on an island resort that is being terrorized by a great white shark. Yep. And he's the police chief, so he has to do something about it. Yeah. Okay, so that's where the story goes, and it's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I highly recommend it. And then, um, Hannah, what's your output been? Tell us what you've been doing. Oh, um, well, I'm in a play. My theater company, Voices Found, is <clears throat> doing uh, doing live theater again after the after the hiatus. We're doing A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I play Peter Quince. Yay, Peter Quince. I am also... I am also playing pre-show music. With your ukulele. Yeah. See, I love this. I saw a little clip that you put up of uh, some, some of the musical yeah. things that you guys are doing. It's you playing a ukulele mm-hmm. and you, the, the other character playing a guitar. Mm-hmm. Both of you playing kazoos. Yeah. So we can guarantee that this the, this rendition of Midsummer Night's Dream, Dream is going to be uh, very funny. Yeah. Let me just say that it involves... I, I get to play dramatic kazoo music, so you know it's going to be great. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. So opening is uh, in, in a couple of weeks. 3rd. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you're in the Milwaukee area, come on by. Mm-hmm. Voices found rep. Yep. Voices found repertory. Um, I'm also working on my book that I've been working on since since I don't know how long. I'm almost done with it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm working on the third act now. Yeah, you've got about a hundred thousand words. You said. Or yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm also um, that's part of my output. Also, I'm I'm on page three hundred ish of my mm-hmm. second novel. So um, the coming the ti- soon. Yeah, I think so. The title of the novel is is Lonely River. It's another veterinary medical thriller um, in the same genre as my first novel, The Keys of Death. Mm-hmm. Um, the Keys of Death is about a veterinarian who gets involved in a whistleblowing scheme against a big biotech biotech company. Right. Lonely River is about a veterinarian who gets um, rolled into a, a political scandal during a presidential year. Yeah, presidential election year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm uh, you know uh, enjoying writing that. Although I, I'm so sick of, of politics after the the just everything. I'm just like, why did I pick a book that was so political? Oh well. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. It's almost done, and I've been updating my website and doing different things. So yeah. I find that if I ever wander into a chapter or something where I need to, I need to think about the uh, the politics of my um, medieval fantasy world that I'm writing, I find that it gets too boring and I don't want to write it, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the position I've been in. Also, is I get to the political stuff and I go, oh, I'm so tired of this. So, um, so. Hmm. Yeah, so my next book will maybe be just a completely not taking place on mm-hmm. planet Earth, maybe even. So, But let's get into our topic. Okay. We're going to talk about extroverts and introverts. Yep. Notice that I did not say extroverts versus introverts. Because this is not a confrontational no. thing. This they is complementary. like... I don't know what it actually goes together like. We, extroverts and introverts, are not in competition. Let's keep this positive. We are complementary to each other. This is true. Each, extroverts and introverts have strengths and weaknesses. First of all, now, for people who might not be familiar with the terms, uh, let's define them. Okay. What is an introvert, Hannah? 
well, an introvert, that's me. Um, an introvert is somebody who, it's not a person who's painfully shy and hates people. Let's just say that. An introvert is somebody who um, gets their energy, they recharge from from solitude, from being alone. That's how, that's how they get their energy. So some of the mistaken notions about mm-hmm. what an introvert is mm-hmm. are, like you said, an introvert doesn't mean they're painfully shy. It doesn't mean that they do not like to have conversations. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they don't like to be around people. Mm-hmm. It just means that being around other people is not how an introvert draws energy. Yeah, we don't get energy from that. An it's what we spend our energy on. Introverts spend their energy and and, uh, be, and can be, in fact, tired and drained mm-hmm. after after encounters with other human beings. You know, especially yep. you know uh, intense ones like being at a party or something like that. I know that this is true for me as an introvert. I feel like I have to be out doing things with people all the time. And then I get burned out because I haven't had time to charge by myself. And um, so then I might become, I might become surly and um, withdrawn and gruff and um, seem like I do not want to talk to people and I do not like people because at that moment I do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a good, um, a good overview of introverts. So well, mm-hmm. let me just tell you what an extrovert is yeah go for it an extrovert is um not necessarily a person who likes to talk all the time um i think it was malcolm gladwell who said this that public speaking mm-hmm. and performance are not acts of extroversion yeah introverts can be excellent performers and public speakers mm-hmm. as we know but extroversion means that um i, I think in general extroverts um are more gregarious and seek out the company of human beings more right because that is how extroverts draw energy mm-hmm. it's the opposite um for example when i am in solitude too much mm-hmm. i become dejected mm-hmm. depressed and i don't have any energy or motivation to do anything mm-hmm. and you can end up even as an extrovert in this sort of cycle where you spiral into more solitude that's unhealthy yeah and so most introverts that i that i explain this to can't even relate to this i say sometimes when i find that i'm just feeling a little bit alone and isolated and just kind of like oh just sad dejected yeah even though i have no reason to be nothing's going wrong it's just that i'm lonely yeah i will literally go okay i think i need to i'm just gonna i'm gonna go to the bank I'm going to go pick up my mail. I'm going to stop at the store. And those like three interactions with people, like with, mm-hmm. a, with a bank teller or with the, the cashier at the grocery store or the, um, the person that I, at the, at the mail, you know, at the post office or the mail receiving service, those interactions will be enough to kind of uh, give me some pep, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of cheer me up a little bit. Yeah. Even though those interactions on on their, when you think about it, it's like, why? Why is that a meaningful interaction? It's fine. It doesn't matter that it's meaningful, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. What matters is that it's positive, and it's um, 
a connection with another human being. Like, you know, like we don't want to doing this. I always go go up to the teller or up to the cashier and they're checking my stuff or they're doing my thing. I always say, how's your day going today? You know, or mm-hmm. just start talking to them and just seeing how they are and chat just a little bit. Yeah. And I find that just that sometimes is all it takes to kind of wake me up a little bit. It is possible for an extrovert to be shy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, kind of am a shy extrovert. The more people are in a room, mm-hmm. the shyer I am. I, you know, I've, I've been known to go to large gatherings even at large gatherings where I actually know most of the people there mm-hmm. and I'll find myself kind of wandering around and like talking to nobody yeah. <laughs> because I just am so overwhelmed by how many people or there's too many conversations going on and you know yeah. how awkward it is sometimes to kind of insinuate yourself into a conversation. Yeah. So, so that's extrovert. So extroverts draw energy, for example, and this is sort of a classic way to sort of gauge your, your level of extroversion and introversion is how do you behave after you have attended a party or hosted yeah. a party? For me personally, as an extrovert, when I host a party and I've, especially when it's a smaller party and it, and especially towards the end of the party, when most of the people have left and it's just a few people around. Yeah. That's the best part of a party to me because that's when I have the best conversations mm-hmm. and you're winding down. Everything's much more relaxed, but there's still people. You're talking and you're talking and you're visiting. And then after those people have left, I'm so full of energy. I might literally be up until three in the morning cleaning up. Yeah. And yeah. your response to something like that, if you've hosted a party. And- yeah, when I have hosted a party, um, it really depends upon how the party went. If it was a great party, I just, I'm just pooped. I'm like, I could just go to sleep right now. And I sleep really well after parties because uh, I just, you know, I just wore myself out. But sometimes I'll be up and I too will stay up until 3 a.m. cleaning, but that's not because I have energy. It's just because I'm really, really anxious about what happened at the party. <laughs> okay. It's because of my thoughts and not because I have energy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 That's good. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really love, um, um, I'm not teaching people, but sharing with people this aspect of introversion and extroversion because Mm -hmm. when you when you live with a person of the opposite temperament you if you don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. like you think what is her problem I mean I you know we were just having a nice conversation this party was great and now she's like all like snapping my head up what is happening here Mm -hmm. was because the introvert that you're talking about that's me has has had it (laughs) well just any introvert oh okay (laughs) that that introvert they're done Mm mm-hmm you, you better not push it or you will get your head bitten off. The person needs to go and recharge themselves. And then mm-hmm. after that, it, and it's not like it takes that long necessarily. It's not like you have to be gone, no. disappearing in your cave for two hours. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe a half an hour might be fine. It's just like with me when I'm feeling lonely and in solitude mm-hmm. and just, I can tell this is not good. Mm-hmm. I go out and I'm just interacting with people for about half an hour or so doing errands. Mm-hmm. And then I'm better. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how long do you think you have to recharge after me? It depends on the intensity of the interaction. It does. Yeah. Usually, you know, when, um, like when I'm visiting you here and, um, it's fun to visit, but I do need to go and have my introvert time. That's usually like an hour, right? Yeah. Even just your, 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 your drive home from here. Is that, is that your introvert time? It can be. I do. Sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I do like to drive. Yeah. By myself. Like I just listen to an audiobook or something and I'm driving. Because, you know, the nice thing about driving in your car is that you can be pretty sure that no one's going to knock on the door and come in suddenly and bother you. <laughs> you know? 
Jolly Willow. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like driving along and just see a gremlin on the window. <laughs> like a, you know, like in um, Nightmare at 20,000. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. That, yeah. that Twilight Zone episode. Nightmare yeah. at 20,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. Gremlins. You know what? That's probably why um, Teresa's husband, David, likes to fly. Because no one's going to bother him when he's up there in the like small plane. If he's the only one flying it. That, yeah. Like, yeah, to me, that sounds great, actually, I say. I think yeah. sometimes. I wish. I wish I, I wish I knew how to fly a plane, because then I could just leave the world behind for a while. <laughs> or, like, but, I used to, I, 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 when, I, we were young, when I was younger, swimming was one of my favorite sports, to just swim laps. Oh, yeah. You can't hear anybody, the water. That's right. If somebody calls you and you happen to hear them, you can pretend that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, one of the things, too, though, that, uh, people do sometimes misunderstand about extroverts is mm-hmm. that we're not always in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is possible for an extrovert to be in a bad mood. Yep. It's possible. Um, we're not always just, Hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, just talking and cheerful and like just naturally no high, naturally high all the time. High all the time. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's not true. There, there are actually, we're not going to get into this, but there are two main types of extroverts. Right. Just as there are two main types of introverts. For people who want to know that's beyond the scope of this particular discussion, plus I don't want to spoil it for people, but I want people to uh, uh, read this book called The Temperament God Gave You. Right. Yeah. By Art and Lorraine Bennett. Mm-hmm. And it talks about introverts and extroverts, but also the, the, the subdivisions between those two. Right. And there's a self-test, an inventory that's one of the reasons I don't want to talk about it too much because it's better when you take personality tests like that to yeah. go into them cold so you don't know what you're actually testing right, for. Right, yeah. It's kind of like when you take the Myers-Briggs test. Yeah, it's like that. It's very similar to that. There are actually more divisions in the Myers-Briggs test mm-hmm. than there are in the temperaments God gave you. Yeah. But I've actually found the divisions in, in Art and Lorraine Bennett's book more useful to me because I can remember them better. There's only four things as opposed yeah, to like yeah. 16 of them or something. But the but the Myers-Briggs test is very useful. I recommend people take that. But also, but you, I think you usually have to pay for that test by going to have it done through a, a counseling center or an online test taking of some kind. There are but, a couple of things. Like there's something called the 16personalities.com where you could take oh, it. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, but Art and Lorraine Bennett's book, you can just buy it and, and the inventory is right in there and you, and you mm-hmm. take it. And it's, and it's excellent. Um... And uh, so, so the two of the divisions of extroversion, one of them is a little bit more naturally cheerful than the other one, and um, that's the one I am. Yeah, um, naturally and, cheerful, and then the the other one is. I like to think of it as being like people oriented versus task oriented. Mm. So so, so like yeah, the one that you are is more people oriented. Yeah, and then yeah. the other kind of extrovert is a little bit more task oriented a little bit more focused on like um getting things done mm. and people are sort of like you're you're good at working with people because they can help you get the thing done okay you know yeah understood yeah mm-hmm. yeah but the other thing that I was sort of leading into that was a little bit of a, mm-hmm. of, a of a tangent but I was talking about how People have the mistaken impression that extroverts are always in a good mood yeah. or always in the mood to talk and talk and talk. Not yeah. necessarily. I, uh, I'm a veterinarian mm-hmm. and I make my living having approximately, well, it depends on how many hours I'm there, but mm-hmm. two to three 
human interactions, you know, with pet owners, two to three of those kinds of interactions per hour when I'm working, plus all the interactions going on with the staff at the veterinary hospital where I'm working. Yeah. That is exhausting. Mm -hmm. I come home from that basically spent. Yeah. Because not only, because I, I would not consider those types of interactions the kind of things that give energy even to an extrovert. Yeah. Extroverts fare better in that type of career because we are a little bit naturally more, mm-hmm. um, not as drained perhaps by that as your, as your introverts are. I mean, there are, there are many veterinarians who are introverts mm-hmm. and it's tough. Yeah. Like for people who say, Oh, I'm going to become a veterinarian because I like animals better than people. In fact, I hate people. Well, yeah. Don't do that. Do not become a veterinarian if you don't like people because you yeah. will regret it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because at the end of every leash, Mm-hmm. There is a person. There's a dog and a person. No. Yeah. Anyway, so so when you're when you're having those kinds of interactions, like I wonder if perhaps uh, doctors and nurses have the same situation. You're having an interaction with a person who's got a problem, mm. and what you're doing is you're spending the whole day thinking about intensely and solving other people's problems, some of which are quite serious. Yeah. That is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you use up a lot of your decision making energy and a lot of your creative energy doing yeah. that. It's one of the reasons why it's really hard for me to come home from a day to the veterinary hospital and even think about getting any kind of creative work done because I'm just, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so extroverts don't necessarily like to be surrounded by people all the time and to be mm-hmm. dealing with people all the time. That is, there's just, there's a limit. Right. Um, now what about as an extrovert, do you think it's or possible as an, as, as an introvert, is it possible for an introvert to have too much solitude. Yes. <laughs> it's it hasn't it, it only happens to me rarely. Yeah. Um I am one of those I think I'm one of the more introverted kinds of introverts like I could I could do I could I could be by myself for quite a long time. So, so even for an introvert even You're for an in, even for an introvert, I'm pretty introverted. Yeah, yeah. I could. Um, well, like this summer, my uh, my roommate has been has been gone on the weekends because uh, she works for a traveling Shakespeare company, and they tour on the weekends. So um, I'll spend like from Friday night until like Sunday evening. I could be by myself the whole time, and I'd be fine. Like I go to like I go to church on Sunday. And then the rest of the time, I'm just in my apartment. I'm like working on things and I'm just watching movies, reading books, you know, maybe I'll go for a walk. But when I go for a walk, I'm not looking for people. I avoid them. I cross the street to get away from them. (laughs) You know? Well, I mean, a lot of us have gotten used to doing that just because that's what we had to do Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Yeah. And you know, social distancing, I don't really mind that much. I really like that people... Like, don't get all up in my business. I saw a t-shirt that was hysterical. It said, after this pandemic is over, is over I still want everyone to stay the hell away from me. <laughs> yeah. I, that just made me laugh. But yeah, but, but as an extrovert, mm-hmm. the, the lockdown, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the serious part of it in the, in the spring mm-hmm. and summer of 2020, that drove me bananas. Yeah. I became, it, it was a problem. Yeah. I became depressed. Yeah. It was not good. Um, and, the, and, and what was funny, though, is that even my friends who are introverts mm-hmm. and who have children who are introverts who thought, oh yeah, locking down for you know however many mm-hmm. months, this is going to be great. 
even them, at mm-hmm. some point, they were like, this is, uh, no, yeah. this is not good. Because like you said, Hannah, mm-hmm. all human beings are, we are a communal species. Mm-hmm. The Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. Yep. It's not. And even mm-hmm. the introverts that I know mm-hmm. realized that this was not a healthy situation. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get a lockdown, actually, because I was an essential worker the whole time. So I think people were sort of going crazy being by themselves in their homes and not being able to go anywhere. And I kind of envied them a little bit. I thought, I wish I could just spend like, not even like a, not even a month, just, just, just a week or just a week or two. Yeah. By myself. You know, that would be awesome. But people who did that, introverts mm-hmm. who did that were like, eh, no, yeah. this cannot go on. But yeah, and I was also out in it too. As a veterinarian, we were mm-hmm. considered essential. And so I was out in it. I've been out in this pandemic since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but again, like I was saying, those interactions at, at work, that is not the kind of positive and life-giving, energy-given interactions that yeah. an extrovert uh, derives benefit from those are that's just yeah. hard that's just difficult it's like you can only do the, the the difficult interactions you don't want to do but socializing like an extrovert wants to you right I you're not allowed yeah i wasn't <laughs> able to do it and that's why I, I i don't think i became you know like clinically depressed or anything but i definitely was dejected and just mm-hmm. just unhappy and just yeah kn- i knew it wasn't good mm-hmm. um but it was it was so difficult to uh to you know i mean there's only so many you know talking to people on screens that you can, that you yeah. can do and think, oh my gosh, yet another, you know, yeah. Another one of these darn online meetings, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. better than yep. nothing. I'm a little but... zoomed out at this point, mm-hmm. honestly. A lot of people are too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like there's probably going to be like psychological studies coming out about that, about what living your life on Zoom for a year, what did to people? Well, we know what some of this did to people. I mean, we know that, that some of the mental health statistics were, became sh- shockingly Mm-hmm. severe over this yeah. past year just you know just uh mm-hmm. i mean you know tragically there were you know high suicide rates for for, for various reasons it was just mm-hmm. it, this was not good for people yeah um i guess just a sort of testament to how much we all need community whether it like in in different different dosages i guess yeah and that's why i think it's so fascinating that's why thinking of introversion and extroversion in the way mm-hmm. that we've framed it yeah it's not that introverts hate people and want to be alone all the time. No, that's not it at all. Yeah. And it's not that extroverts want to be around people all the time. That's not true either. It's it's what you were saying at the beginning, how mm-hmm. how we derive our energy. And, um, and so everyone needs a balance. And it helps to uh, for other people to be aware. Like mm-hmm. if, if this is the only thing you, you come to understand about the people that you live with and work with is whether or not they're an introvert, an introvert or an extrovert. Mm-hmm. That will help you so much, yeah. Because, because especially if you're open about it in your household, for example, yeah. And the introvert says, "Okay, I got to go take some introvert time." Yeah. Everyone else should understand that. Mm-hmm. Or if the extrovert, I, I think that the extrovert should be, should be free to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not in a good place here. I'm, I've had too much unhealthy solitude, and I just need to hang out with some people. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. what what if those two things are intention? Like the introvert yeah. is um is in need of some solitude and the extrovert is in need of some company. Yeah. I think the secret is just to figure out, okay, let's make sure that we each get what we need. Mm-hmm. You know. I would say that the order in which you 
um, indulge those. It would yeah. probably be better to have the introvert go and have their introvert time first. Right. Because after, if you don't, your extrovert time is not going to be as fruitful and rewarding yeah, as not you had hoped. Be, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Right. A, a, a well-charged introvert can pass for an extrovert in a pinch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that, yeah, talking um, about it in your in your family or among people that you know is definitely very useful. Like I remember when when I was a kid and we hadn't really we hadn't learned about the temperaments yet, like you hadn't found that book yet or anything. Because I lived with three extroverts, you and Sergey and Teresa. Mm-hmm. I thought there was something wrong with me because I like to spend time by myself. I was like, what what is what is what is the matter with me? Why do I need these breaks? I, I thought of it as being sort of like sort of like weakness or like a um, character flaw, mm. you know? There was a little bit of shame attached to that because like I'd go away and just be by myself for a while. But then whenever I did that, I always felt uneasy coming back out of solitude because someone would be like, hey, what was your problem? And oh. I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> and I'd want to go away again. But then they're like, I'm, I'm like, nothing was wrong. But now I'm mad because you assumed that I went away because I was mad at you. And I'm not. I, I wasn't. I mean, I am now, but I wasn't. Like, God, I have enough of you. Like, <laughs> you know, that's so funny. So yeah, I, I remember that happening on several occasions where I wouldn't want to leave my solitude because I knew that... <laughs> I was gonna get. <laughs> we'll give you a hard time. I knew when you I got was. Back. Yeah, I knew I was gonna like get either get uh, get teased for my my disorder or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's funny too because people um, like there's a there's a sense of um, like I've seen this on the inter- internet a lot about mm-hmm. you know introverts need to do all this self care and you got to mm-hmm. you know all this stuff understanding about the way the way introverts need to have their alone time and yeah. all that. But not, but people just assume that oh extroverts ah don't worry about them like look at this I have this little um, yeah. sign on my on my computer it says extroverts don't have feelings they're made of rubber yeah <laughs> it's uh, riffing off a line in um, Dumbo where they say that about elephants elephants ain't got no feelings they're made of rubber oh so there's this uh, there's this this myth out there that extroverts don't have any feelings either mm-hmm. it's like we can never be in a bad mood we um, we can never mm-hmm. be you know unhappy um, but yeah extroverts do have feelings we we can feel lonely we can mm-hmm. feel unhappy we can um get to the point where we're sick of people um it's possible <laughs> go ahead you got something yeah we, that is possible yeah. for an extrovert to be in a in a bad mood it's also possible for an introvert to be in a good mood like <laughs> i remember i remember several times when we'd have like family gatherings at nannies or whatever you know and I would have been well-charged, you know, and I was like, I was, you know, having fun, having a good conversation, you know, like being friendly and everything. And someone, someone who knew me well would be like, would be like, are you drunk or something? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just happy. Is there something wrong with that? Do you think that, that if I'm, if I'm acting happy, I must be impaired in some way? Like like the normal the normal mode of existence as an, as an introvert it's is just to be like, like so serious and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. and then like the normal mode of existence of an extrovert is to be but but no like Eeyore are, and Tigger and those are the only two extremes yeah. you can go towards oh Eeyore and Tigger exactly yeah yes. But that's not true. That's not true. We're all complex human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The other thing that was so funny about this this article that I read about, you know, hey, look, extroverts or introverts are the only people that we should feel sorry mm-hmm. for. The extrovert, this has happened to me so many times. Yeah. People people assume that, yeah, I'm just being my normal, friendly self, you know? Yeah. People assume I'm flirting. Yeah. I have had people ask me for my number. And it's like, um, what? Why? You know, I, I wasn't doing anything to... Yeah, you're just being your normal them self. On. I'm just being my normal self, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh man, really? Yeah. I, I actually, I actually stopped going to certain functions. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to have that kind of interaction anymore. Right. Yeah. It just was the sort of place where, yeah. where people looking to mingle just would go. Yeah. And I, I had, just nope. I'm not going. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, again, have the opposite problem where if I'm like interested in somebody, I'll like almost shun them because I don't want to let on. <laughs> They'll be like, wow, she must really hate me. You're like Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like Mr. Darcy, where he like seems like, you know, she he despises her so much, but really he's just like so in love that he can't express it properly. He's just, and he's just so awkward. And yeah, shy. just so awkward. I've literally mm-hmm. had people say to me, after I p- pointed out these, these facts about personality and temperament, and especially referred them to... Art and Lorraine Bennett's book, mm-hmm. people have literally said to me, um, Claire, this literally saved my marriage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've had statements like that or it made my family life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, so I highly recommend that book. It's called The Temperament God Gave You. Yeah. And then the Myers-Briggs test obviously is good um, mm-hmm. to figure that sort of stuff out. Um, so I, uh, oh, a brief announcement. Oh, yes. We have, we're, Hannah and I are both currently reading our book club selection for the next book club. We're going to be doing Watership Down, mm-hmm. which is my favorite childhood uh, book. And if you want to read or listen to us talk about that, I think it's in episode five, Hobbits and Rabbits and Gnomes. Gnomes. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, an early season one episode. Um, Watership Down, uh, readily available. Um, you know, So if you want to read it and follow yeah. along with our discussion. Also, do feel free to... Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Yes. Why have you not? Yeah, exactly. Why would you not subscribe? It uh, costs you nothing. It does. It costs you nothing. We're on Instagram. We have an email. Look below. So do connect with us on those uh, social media platforms. And yep. um, I mean, you know what would be interesting is if uh, people uh, wrote in with uh, just ideas of what they would like to talk about. <gasps> Yes, actually. You know, I mean, we Hannah and I, as maybe people have guessed, don't have any trouble coming up with things to talk about. Yep. But... We, we welcome your suggestions. Yeah, if you have any suggestions, send us an email. Yeah. And we will uh, we'll go ahead and sign out now. I think we... they can write us an electronic letter. So we'll go ahead and sign off now. Bye, everybody. We hope you're having a great week, and mm-hmm. we will see you the next time. Bye-bye.